Welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I am here with my co-host and co-founder, Wilkie V. Law III. We want to thank you for taking time to listen and share your stories with us. We appreciate you, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on iHeartRadio, or on iTunes. We are a podcast for educators, created from a six-year conversation between us, two educators from different backgrounds and journeys that discovered that the true value in education is in the connections that teachers make with their students and the relationships that develop from that connection. The purpose of our podcast is to provide educators a platform to share their voices with others, make those connections, and to return value to the classroom experience and the teaching craft. Above all, we believe that when you add value to yourself, you add value to others. So welcome to Value Adds Value. Again, we want to thank you for checking out this podcast. If you want to connect with us, please feel free to find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at value as value. And you can also find Wilkie and his teaching experience on Instagram and Twitter at its.will.law.iii. And if you could do us a huge favor, it would mean the world to us, no matter where you're listening, whether you're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. If you could hit the like, the subscribe button, and leave us a rating or review, it would mean the world to us. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Value Adds Value podcast. Hey, everybody. Before we get started on the Value Adds Value podcast, we want to stop and take a moment to express our gratitude for the support we have gotten from the teaching community over the last few years that we've been doing this podcast. Uh, It really means the world to us. And for those of you that do follow us on social media or don't, we would love to get your support there. So you can find us and follow us as at value adds value on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us as at value adds value on YouTube, where we're putting out some other content besides just the podcast. And you can find us on Facebook as Lighthouse Educator Development. And if you want to take it one step farther and support us monetarily, there's an opportunity for you to do that uh, through a link in the show notes where you can support us on Anchor. It's a small monthly fee that helps us to do things like buy new equipment and advertise a little bit in different spaces so more teachers can hear our message and we can share more teacher stories. And as always, if you haven't subscribed, please do that. But we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Value Adds Value podcast. Sounds good. Everybody, welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast. I am thrilled. It is Black Friday. I am thrilled not to be shopping on Black Friday. And I know Will TV Law is also thrilled not to be shopping on Black Friday. But we're especially thrilled and thankful, being that it was just Thanksgiving, to have our friend Esther Brunat back on the podcast. Esther, what's happening? Hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm um, also thrilled to not be shopping. <laughs> yeah, you know what was funny? I, w- I was looking back through, and whenever we recorded whatever time last year, it was like mm-hmm. the first time I had made mention of the fact that, like, my fiance and I were serious. Yes. <laughs> and I looked back at that clip, and you were like, you heard it here first. <laughs> I've, I've, I've looked back. And watched it so many times. So to, to confirm, we actually we've been we've been engaged since August. So oh my goodness. Yeah. So what? So, so update the people and update me. Uh, <laughs> let's see. All right. So today's today's the twenty. Uh, we're, 29th. we're 
Yeah, so we're basically like 49 weeks away. So November 7th of next year. Oh, nice. And I'm oh hoping. Gosh, it's crunch time. Yeah. I'm hoping <laughs> that the weather on November 7th of next year is not like it is today. Because it's. <laughs> well, you don't want to get married in a foot of snow? <laughs> I mean, I would. It would be very. I don't know how Wil- uh, Wilkie and our other friend are both in the wedding. I don't know how they would do having to deal with that. Well, you know, hey, I'm 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 good. You know, it's kind of like a like going to the Winter Wonderland. You know, oh my, you know, it's God. like one of those Hallmark movies. You know, where you get to see a wedding happens and the snow falls in the background. That's a real oh. friend. There. I say keep that guy. <laughs> I, I can't I can't go anywhere without hearing about Hallmark movies. Oh, um, because that's. Oh yeah, we watch like three a week here. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna say this is my gripe with Hallmark movies. This is the only gripe I have. The Mm -hmm. part where the lady dumps the old boyfriend to go to the new boyfriend or what was her high school flame or whoever the main love (laughs) interest is, the guy is always like, Yeah, you know, that's a great idea. I think we should break up and I hope you're happy and wonderful. And I'm like, that's not, that's not usually how it goes in life when you tell someone you want to be with someone else, but that's my only gripe. Uh, yeah, that's like a that's never that pretty or never that smooth. It would, it would be beautiful if it was as a clean cut like that all the time. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and the guy's always like, "Yeah, you know my my career interests, and you know I think we are just going different directions." And I'm like, "Oh." Boy. <laughs> well, so, I guess, uh, to the to the defense of the writers, though, yeah, you want to write in a perfect world scenario, right? Mm. That's right. I mean, that's the, like I tell people like life. If you want to get real deals, watch Lifetime. And I can Got I can it. say this because I've been married for seven years, so <laughs> you watch Lifetime, and that's where you get the drama and all the foolishness. Or you watch, you know, yeah. But then if you want to watch like that kind of huh, snow globe type of thing, you watch Hallmark. <laughs> The hallmark. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Before, before you know, we for the people listening to the podcast, we've been on this for like fifteen minutes. Uh, we spent ten minutes talking about how Esther records videos on her iPhone, uh-huh. and, and I'm thankful that I recorded that because we're going to find a way to chop that and and put it somewhere on the internet. Well, yeah. don't put it on there because I actually gave a shout out to Apple, so that's going to kind of hurt my my oh! stand and my Android. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna have calls, to do- he usually calls it the crapple. <laughs> <laughs> you so know, I I, actually, I would just like to point out that usually when somebody tells me that they're an Android user, that I bash them immediately, and I did not bash you. So. you did not. <laughs> Probably because I was shouting out Apple too. So I mean. Yeah. Before Esther, before we get too far into the weeds, could you just kind of, for the people that might not know you out here in our audience, give us a little bit of your teaching background and and your backstory of you know teaching abroad and all that stuff to get you to the point where you are now a great teacher who puts out fun and funny stuff on the internet. Okay, so I am Esther Bernard. This is my eighth year teaching. Um, and I start my first couple of years of teaching. I taught overseas in Panama City, Panama <clears throat> at a small, tiny Christian school. And, um, I honestly, I keep saying that, like, if I didn't start off in that school and like form like such deep relationship and meaningful relationships with my students, like I would probably not still be teaching today. Um, so after I did those three years, um, overseas, I just felt like it was like kind of time to come home to like be with my family and stuff like that. 
And um, I moved back to the States. So this is my fifth year in the States <clears throat> teaching. And I teach at a regular public school right down the street. Seven minute commute. Can't beat that. And um, <laughs> I have a five minute. So I'm with you. Yeah. A dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so and I'm a math teacher. Uh, always have been high school math. Um, the high schools where it's at, people are like, why don't you do elementary school? And I'm like, because I'm not tying people's shoes. Like, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> or, wi- or wiping noses. Oh, right. Wiping that's noses. actually the other thing that I always say. I'm not wiping noses and I'm not tying shoes. <laughs> but I found in middle school that we still have some kids who need their shoes. <laughs> oh, for sure. No way. For sure. Um, so yeah, so I kind of just, um, decided that when like life or when my job was like being kind of like a lull, like the classroom was being a lull, I was like, man, if I'm bored, I know the kids are bored and, and my kids are like, when I allow them to be themselves, they're like so funny, so entertaining, so loving. So I started sharing that with the internet, basically, you know, like funny stuff my kids say, stuff that they do all the time. and. Um, recently just started a series called What the Kids Be Saying because sometimes I feel like I need to translate some of the things that the kids are saying. Um, and so that's been really fun. And my kids make fun of me, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's who I am and how I ended up here. <laughs> and, we, and it's just so funny because it was this time last year because we connected because we were, we were doing, we also did the, the new teachers reboot. Mm-hmm. I think it's how we, yeah, I watched and I watched your session. It was called Petty on Purpose. And I was like, this, yes. is, the great, this is the greatest, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, uh, what did you, what did you say? What was your, your line about Cheerios? Oh, when a kid is like upset for no reason, I'll be like, who peed in your Cheerios this morning? And it's, it automatically gets a reaction, like for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and they're like, these are not. First of all, we don't need Cheerios. <laughs> That's that's yeah that's fair a perfect way to like get a kid to crack a smile you know right right and if they don't then you know something's like really wrong Mm -hmm. like if that doesn't Mm -hmm. get a smile out of them then it's like all right we need to talk (laughs) Mm -hmm. so so i guess the place i we would like to go is you know it's this is going to go out the first day of december you know in wisconsin and minnesota it's cold it's snowy but I, i i know even where you are the the days are short and the kids are getting kind of worn down down so oh yeah I guess starting out you like you said you above all and why we love to follow you is that you're super authentic with your kids and mm-hmm. and you are real so how do you how do you see that paying dividends with your students because i think it's something a lot of teachers fear is to really just be themselves and and put it out there Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I think that the way that it pays dividends is when people say like real recognize real, like, I feel like that's like, like kids recognize when you're being authentic with them when they're being, when you're being real with them and they can smell phony, they can smell fake. Um, and they can, I just think they connect better, um, when they know that their teacher is like being a genuine person with them. <clears throat> and, um, I had a moment the other day, actually, where uh, I was teaching, going about my day or whatever. And one of my students who's like the like extra bubbly, like whatever student raises her hand 
And um, I was like, yes, what's up? And she was like, Miss Brunat, I just want to let you know that I'm not having a good day today. It's been a really bad day and I'm not in a good mood. And I just feel like I should have told you that. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like it was not like she was trying to get out of work. It was not that she was like trying to play me. She was just like, I just feel like I should have, I should let you know that my demeanor is going to be different. And I respected that so much. I felt, I felt honored that she felt like she could have shared that with me, that she was in a safe enough space where she could share that with me. And it helps me like navigate the classroom, like as opposed to if I would have like normally like cracked a joke to make fun of her. I know like, hey, like, you know, let me tread lightly in this um, area or whatever, or let me like be more attentive to what this child needs today. Um, So I think that's how it pays dividends. And then I feel like also if I was having a, a like terrible day or something like that, I feel like I could just tell my kids and they would know to chill also if that makes sense. Like if I was going through something, they would be like sensitive to that and allow me room to like be human, which a lot of teachers feel like they don't have that kind of room. You know, I love the fact that you just made that last statement. I I loved everything, but that last part when you said to be human, Mm -hmm. I think that we've taken that kind of humanities out of education a lot of times. Yeah. You know, and even this weekend, my family is, my entire family is educators. And we, when we get together, we talk shop. I mean, you know, one at the <laughs> high school level, my wife is at the elementary level. Yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law is at the elementary, I mean, at the <laughs> middle school level. So like, we're all over the place, the broad spectrum of what we, what we experience. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I said to them that I think that needs to come back is treating students like human beings. Yeah. They're people. For- they're people. They're not something that you can read in a book. They're not some theory. And 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 I think that when you do create that space of being authentically you, because I've had that experience where I walked in the classroom, I'm like, guys, I mean, they, my students know I'm in my doctoral program. So I'm like, guys, look, I have mm-hmm. not slept. I left here <laughs> yesterday and I went home and I have not slept. Guys, this is what this is how our lineup is going to go. Can we please make this go? Oh, we got you, Mr. Law. Let's go. And yeah. it was no like no no hangups, no quorums, no arguments, no fighting. And it literally worked for every single class. And I think because of the fact that I did make them human mm-hmm. from the beginning. Like we we mm-hmm. had an entire week of school where we did nothing but get to know our students, taught no content. Oh nice. I've heard that or maybe I saw one teacher on Instagram did that and I was like, I wonder if more schools are doing that. So that's cool. It made all the difference in the world. Wow. <clears throat> like because you get to connect with kids without that. Now, we did math work. I mean, I'm a math teacher. You can't come in and right. not do math. But it's basic <laughs> math stuff that we're doing in fun games. You know, we're playing mm-hmm. little card games. We're doing, you know, pop up with the um, with the flip flash cards and things like that. Just and I'm gauging. It's an assessment because I'm seeing who struggles with what multiplication fact and what division facts mm-hmm. you can't add. But at the same time, it's fun engaging. The kids like it. And it gave me an opportunity for them to know me and for me to know them in a way that I think that really doesn't begin to show until the yeah. second half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it shouldn't and think, take that long. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm interested too, Esther, do your kids follow what you do on Instagram and on YouTube? Are you connecting with them a lot that way? They do what's called creeping, which means that they don't follow and they don't like 
but they're watching me <laughs> all the time. <laughs> right. Right. Creeping. I'm so, and I know to... this because they, they, they'll make fun of something that I said in a video or they'll bring up something that I did in a video, like all the time. Right. And I'm like, well, why? Like, but y'all don't follow. There are a few that do follow me, right? Like openly and it's fine. Um, I don't mind it either way, but I just think it's so, but a lot of them won't follow me because they know I won't follow them back. And that's like a right. thing with their generation. Like mm-hmm. you got to like get the follow back, you know? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so they're mm-hmm. like that offended or whatever. <laughs> and my kids do the same thing. Like last year was my first year kind of opening up my classroom to IG. Mm-hmm. And I would tell my kids, look, as long as you're in my classroom, I won't follow you. I, right. I have no reason to follow you because you, when something happens, you can come into the classroom. You can talk to me about it every day. You know, I don't have to follow you on social media because I That's see good. you every I like day. That. Yeah. And so once the big deal was once they were getting ready to go to seventh grade and they were leaving my classroom, you know, I started getting all these DMs saying, Mr. Law, <laughs> we're going to seventh grade, you know, so when are you going to follow me back? And so now all of those kids that were seventh and eighth graders last year are now I'm following back. And it's amazing because even though I don't really pay attention to what they post, they, it does come up in the stories. Mm-hmm. So it gives me kind of another glimpse into who they are. Yeah. And so I can comment on things like, you know, would you really say this if I was there in front of you to kind of talk about that, you know, that character building, character yeah. development as far as your <laughs> online presence. So I think it kind of gives us a good way to do it. And I know some districts are completely against it. Don't have mm-hmm. social media, don't, in, don't indulge with students. I, last year, I had parents DMing me on Instagram about a project that their kids had doing in my classroom. Nice. And so when you talk about don't use social media, don't use social media, but I'm saying, but kids and parents are using it, so why not? Yeah. <clears throat> I think the rules have to change sometime about that stuff, because I know a lot of districts um, have strict rules about stuff like that. I Because I teach high school, they're a lot less innocent. Which is why I won't follow them. <laughs> I'm like, right. I hear y'all talking. Besides, so I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I want to be a part of that. <laughs> right. <There's> no. <laughs> so, but I do agree with the fact that they have like social media. Um, like my like for a while, my kids would want to uh, DM me about homework rather than like text me on the Remind app. Or like tech, like I'm like I set this whole thing up for you mm-hmm. so that you have direct access to me. Like, why do you want to like message me on this other platform? It's just because it's like that's like their native like. So hear you. All right. So I think you were. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about kids. Social media. Yeah, mm-hmm. wanting to, wanting to DM you on Instagram rather than <laughs> use the Remind app that you set up. Yeah, and I was just basically saying that I feel like there should like we should figure out boundaries to that because that's where they live, like, and that's where they're most comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like we should figure out a better plan than just being like, absolutely no, you know. <clears throat> right, but you know, I think that's kind of the I don't want to say I'm gonna it's it's the old adult mindset that instead of setting parameters, I'll just restrict it. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up, 
uh, I grew up very strict Church of God in Christ. And mm -hmm. there was so many um, things that were just like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And I remember growing up asking my, asking my mom saying, if this is what we're supposed to be serving, why would anybody want to serve anyone that always says you can't do something? Yeah. Agreed. You know, and so it kind of gets you into that mindset of like, what, what's, what's real and what's not and restricting, telling the kid you cannot do, don't touch the stove. Mm, that worked for us <laughs> sometimes, you know, some of us had burnt fingerprints for a while because of it, but explaining to a kid why they shouldn't touch a stove. Yeah. And why it sometimes is hot. Because again, you once you tell a kid don't touch the stove because it's hot, the moment they put their hand on it and it's cold, you just lost that you lost that argument. And so now you can't say don't touch it because it's hot. Don't touch it because it's hot. You have to say, when I'm cooking in the kitchen, the stove could be hot. So don't put your hands up here because if you put your hands up here, you could burn yourself. I don't want you to burn yourself. So you set the parameters around it. Don't just say don't touch it. You know, and I think that that's that old mindset that we kind of gotten into. Yeah, for sure. I grew up in no, 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 but never knew why the answer was no. And I definitely feel like as the culture has shifted, um, it, we, make, we make better use of having the conversations with the kids than just being like, this is just a no from me you know like in my classroom like my kids would be like why do we need to do this or whatever and sometimes if I'm frustrated I'll be honest I'll be like because I said so like <laughs> you know <laughs> but then I find that if I just stop and say listen um I need like they hate it when I say write your last name on your paper, which I don't understand why they hate that so much. I'm like, okay, there's 125 of you. And in the grade book, your names are by last name. So it's easier for me if you put your last name on the paper and I can look for it that way. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. They're looking yeah. at your first name. That's like completely out of order. So, and I'm like, we have reasons for the, for why we do things. Why is it hard to explain them? You know? And do you, and, and it's so funny because this is, I wrote on, in big bold letters on my board for myself, like explain the why. And why do you think it is that as teachers, we can often get so distracted from the, the why of why we do the job, but also the why we're doing a particular lesson. Cause like you said, I think mm -hmm. the more I explain why we're doing something, the less pushback I get. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I think at least for me, I'm like, I explained this already. <laughs> That's like yeah. the big like <sighs> deep breath that I take all the time. Like I said this, five times if I get frustrated and I don't feel like it, it's because I'm like I said this already why didn't you listen to me the first time <laughs> you know um right. and I think maybe a lot of people feel like it doesn't yield fruit or something they're like well I said it and I didn't do it and da, 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 da. but their kids when's the last time they heard you the first time you said something you know or <laughs> or like understood it the first time I think in year eight of teaching I'm realizing Thing, even though um you know even though seven years under my belt in year eight I'm realizing more and more like repetition like I just it's just say it again you know mm -hmm. just do it again just like 
being like, I did this already. I taught you how to factor that polynomial. Why am I teaching you? Like, you know, it's, it's fine. Just do it again. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know, the funny thing about that is I, I just told a teacher before we left for break that most adults require repetition. So mm -hmm. why would we think kids don't? Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> you know, we have to be reminded of how many times when we, when our lesson plans are due. Um, and again, these are professional adults, degreed adults. So why would you think that yeah. a, an adolescent with, a, with an adolescent mind is not, it's going to require you to say the same thing over? Well, I've just been saying it over and over again. <laughs> That's kind of what we do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Not even kind of. That's what we do. <laughs> that is the art of teaching. Say yeah. it as many times as you can. In as many ways as you can. As many ways you can, <laughs> right? Yeah. Can't forget the differentiation. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, you know, with that, especially because, I, I mean, I'm assuming your schools are probably the same, but, you know, we're going to go back on Monday and there's only three weeks yeah. before Christmas break. So the kids are already going to be, like, on tilt, like. Oh, for sure. But, I mean, that's that's such a good point, though. I mean. Why do we get frustrated with something so mundane as having to repeat ourselves? Like, it's the, it's the patience. I, 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 that's the only thing that I can think of, at least. I'm like, man, I said it in first period. I said it in second period. I said it in third period. <laughs> By the time fourth, fifth, sixth period, I'm like frustrated with them, even though like I didn't say it to them. <laughs> right. You haven't heard this before, but I'm tired of saying it. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. 100%. And in my classes, our, my classes are blocked. So we have 90 minute classes. So mm. I only have three classes. Um, yeah. But what I find is because I do small groups, I repeat myself, you know, maybe four or five times in one class, yeah. teaching the exact same thing. So now you multiply that four or five times times three. You know, because it's much easier. I tell people it's much easier to teach eight kids than it is to teach 32 any oh. day of the week. Oh, yeah. And so that's repetitive is still there. So it's kind of like that's part of the landscape of education. And really, that's the landscape of learning. Mm -hmm. You know, I watched the Serengeti movie uh, on, on, on Discovery on Animal Planet. And we watched the, the mom cheetah teaching her cubs how to hunt. And it was the repetitive motion of taking them to a place, making them stay still, making them make sure they're watching you, mm -hmm. and then giving them an opportunity to practice with small game. And it's that repetitive motion all the time that learning takes place. It's wow. not just one big moment that we think that you're going to say something and all of a sudden, oh. <laughs> it, it happens when you're sitting there and you're looking and it's like, I said it, I said it a different way. I said it another way. I had you say it to me. I had your, a friend talk to you about it. I had you and your friends come up with a collaborative way to do it. Now, do you understand? You know? Yeah. 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 That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm guilty of doing the where I repeat it five or six times but I repeat it the same way every time and I and then I get frustrated and I can't figure out why my kids are not getting it and it's not because they're not listening or that they're not like good kids or they're not hard working is it I haven't explained it in a way that makes sense to them mm -hmm. to them yeah 
to them. And, and the biggest struggle I have, I think, is that I'm so verbal. Like, I take verbal direction usually better than I take written direction. And mm-hmm. I, I assume then that my kids want to take verbal direction rather than written direction. And, that, and that's a struggle I have, you know, just in my practice of understanding that my kids learn differently than I do. And I think, mm-hmm. like you were saying, Will, like, how many different ways can you give that piece of information to a kid? Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly because I feel like <clears throat> in the moments uh, when I get frustrated, it's part of it is because I might understand that concept so innately that I'm like, I just don't know how I could say this any differently for you to to like really grasp it. Like for me right now, I was the last chapter that we were doing, we were factoring and doing the difference of two squares, which is like so easy in my head. And I'm like, why do y'all forget this? Like, just take the square roots of the number, <laughs> you know? But that's like, I there's gotta be, I'm, so I'm like reflecting as a teacher, like it's been eight years, Esther, and you still can't get it right. Like it's you, it's not them. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. That's that harsh, that's that bitter pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. You mean it's me? You mean yeah. I'm the reason my kids aren't getting it? Yeah. You know, my skill specialist always says it, you know, says it, said it, saying it louder doesn't make, mean you're saying it differently. <laughs> you know, because a lot of times that's what we do. Well, but do you hear what I'm saying? I said you have to, no, you're not getting it. And then all of a sudden we wonder why the kids turn off. And, you know, I just told my brother-in-law last night, I say, we have to remember that if we want to get our kids' attention, we can't sound like what they hear on a regular basis. Mm. Yeah, that's good. If we want to really get their attention, you know, I think about what got our attention when I was growing up. I, you know, despite the controversy, I grew up a Bill Cosby kid. Mm-hmm. I grew up on Fat Albert. You know, I grew up watching um, A Different World and The Cosby Show. And because he was doing things differently, there was not the drama that you saw in The Good Times. And, yeah. and the, you know, it was something different and he gave you something to aspire to. And so yeah, even though sure. he was saying the same thing that every other show was saying, he was saying it in a different way that connected with me. And because it wasn't the same language I heard, I didn't come from a family where my mom's a lawyer, my dad's a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, so that in itself was different. And being able to say, hey, you can actually go. My first touch of wanting to go to college came from watching The Cosby Show. I thought Hillman was a real university. I didn't you know. know. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> and I'm like, I've been fooled all this time. But <laughs> it's saying things in a way that our kids are not because they're going to tune out their friends. We're not their friends, so when we try to speak like their friends, now we seem foolish. Mm-hmm. You know, and some teachers are like, well, that's what they need to hear. No, they don't. Yeah, they need to hear things like character, integrity, principles. Uh, you know, living on purpose. And when you start having a conversation, you automatically have their attention because they're like, wait a minute, ain't nobody talked to me about this before. Mm-hmm. Because again, if I'm disciplining them the same way their parents do and it's not working for the parents who yeah. own them their whole life, why would it work for me? I'm not that yeah. type of, you know, I'm not that narcissistic to believe that, oh, I have that magic pill, but it, it, it's, it's it goes to a point to where you got to start figuring out what works best for human learning. You know, not students, not kids, what works best for human learning. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, we're 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 at about the thirty minute mark, which is usually our yeah. sweet spot. Will, do you got any other questions you maybe want to ask Esther before we let her go and let her get on with her Black Friday? <laughs> I would just want to know, I guess, for our for our listeners to kind of give them some advice on how to going into this next this next year. Most people are gonna, you know, get ready to go into transition to the third, you know, third nine weeks or third quarter, fourth quarter of learning after the Christmas break. Um, how would you, what would you suggest or recommend for a teacher to do in order to gain, to keep momentum going and not lose ground in that transition? Um, I just say for me, I'm like, I'm pretty goal oriented. So like knowing um what we what I want to accomplish or whatever I try to share that with the kids like hey guys like it'd be great if we could get to this by this point um again like giving reasoning behind like what we talked about earlier by behind what we're doing what we're doing and why um it gives the kids I guess a little buy-in is the the correct term so that they're like on board with you okay we're trying to get to this point that's cool um at least they can be like know why you're pressing forward why you're going forward uh, so that's my my thing. Like, bring them in on it with you. Mm -hmm. All right, Esther. Is there anything that we can share for you? Any cool things you got going on? Anything we can do oh, to gosh. bring attention to the things you got going on? Um, in general, you know, follow me on IG. <laughs> um, so I mean, I have a. a all sorts of things. I have a Teachers Pay Teachers store. I have a t-shirt store. Um, watching the videos, sharing the videos that come out, whatever it is, just come along for the ride. I'm here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Will, anything you want to do to kind of sum up this episode, leave them with? <clears throat> I think we're good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as always, folks, we appreciate you listening to the Value Adds Value podcast. Go out and make sure you follow Esther Brunat on Instagram. Follow its.will.law.iii on Instagram. We are at Value Adds Value. Also, please um, you know, check out our YouTube. We are so excited to launch our Patreon here at the start of the year. So we got a lot of good things coming up. But oh, nice. uh, yeah, as as always, folks, we appreciate you listening. We'd appreciate a review and a share. But until next time, we are out of the Value Adds Value podcast. <laughs>